listening to a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are solely those of the program producer or sponsor and not those of NRG Media LLC. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge. Great to have you back here listening to the program. Hope you had a fantastic week. Lots obviously happening in the industry. I'm going to be doing my best Dr. Evil impression Later in the program, talking about how we are, as American taxpayers, going to be losing $100 billion over the next 10 years. $100 billion! Gentlemen! In health insurance company bailouts, the top story we talked about last week was how Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina lost an awful lot of money in the health insurance exchange, or a.k.a. Obamacare individual insurance policies. That is because the law is really health insurance reform. That is the sh- purpose of this show, talking about how you can become a, a smart healthcare consumer as all of these changes in this legislation are affecting you. And that thing that you either carry around with you or is in your back pocket, that is your wallet, as deductibles continue to rise, many, many Americans are put in difficult situations. And so if you ever have any questions, on how to navigate this maze, 402-342-1290 or 1-800-577-1290 if you'd ever like to (coughs) join the conversation. Just enough time to look at some of the headlines this week. And I'm brought up Blue Cross Blue Shield, North Carolina, because another major health insurance provider is looking to possibly leave the Obamacare exchanges. That is Humana. They were gobbled up in this last year by Aetna. As we saw a massive consolidation in the industries, uh, much like we did with the airlines and and other things uh, out there. We've talked about that on the program. But now Humana merging with Aetna. I think Aetna liked them because Humana has a strong presence in the Medicare supplemental business. And with 10,000 Americans every day joining Medicare, I think that's where they were looking to grow their business because they're obviously losing a lot of money. And According to a Forbes article, I encourage you to check out the Edie Bellis Twitter page because we have this article and other things that you can can uh, see. Next up is an interesting thing happening in California. They're more aggressive than others across the country uh, in, in how uh, aggressive their state government gets. But uh, Covered California, which is the uh, health insurance exchange in California, uh, is uh, getting – a little bit of a makeover, California style, according uh, to the latest article in KPLU.org, which is an interesting resource. And they're talking about how, as I mentioned earlier, deductibles are high all across the country. Well, they are instituting some uh, controls and and uh, limiting some of the uh, out-of-pocket costs. They are using the uh, economy of scale because Calvary, California is an awful lot of people. California itself is one of the largest economies in the world. 
I don't think people, many people realize that. And they're using that to uh, negotiate uh, better deals for their consumers. Will we see other states follow suit? It's something we're going to have to keep our eyes on. Next up, uh, a chart that caught my attention, which is um, interesting because it shows the rising health insurance premiums and those of families and how that is compared uh, to our per capita GDP as a country. And we know that in 2009 we had quite the downtick and then it started to come back up and level off. But, you know, what didn't go down was health care costs and health insurance premiums. And this continues to still be an issue that is catching everybody's attention. One more resource uh, for you uh, to consider, that is healthreformexplained.com, and yours truly is going to be putting an article on there later today, which is Avoiding March Madness. Uh, My alma mater's got a big game this evening. I hope all of my Creighton friends out there will still be friends with me after Marquette wins tonight. I I hope that happens, Alan. That's going to be interesting uh, if it doesn't, especially if people listen to the podcast, which if you are, thanks for for doing it but uh alan it's going to be uh an interesting battle there but uh what was some of the things that caught your attention this week because i'm still really fascinated by this reinsurance um issue and why i've been talking about this for over two years now in that these re- three r's the risk risk quarter the reinsurance and what was the other the risk other adjustments risk adjustments policy wonk for uh, essentially protections in the law to, to, to uh, protect the insurance companies from the uh, costly individuals that, that are going on. They must have known that they were going to lose in the first couple of years, and so there were, there were bailouts, but it's kind of sad to see that the big dogs are looking to bail out in general. It's like they're, they're kind of recanting on what these guys cut. Uh, as far as uh, the deals struck at the White House. Well, and, you know, when you look at what they've lost, I mean, we're talking, you know, Blue Cross, Blue Shield alone of North Carolina losing $50 million in 2014. That was the first loss they had in 15 years. And then you start to go a little, start digging deeper, and you start seeing that, well, they lost $123 million on their Obamacare policies. And... That's on top of them getting $343 million in various bailout money from the three R's, as we have talked about so many different times on the show, risk adjustment, reinsurance, and risk corridors. And, you know, when we're talking about health insurance, I mean, dude, we're seeing all kinds of crazy things, and this is just one of them. And when I I can't grasp, people in this country can't grasp just how large these losses really are. And so I would be willing to say that, you know, until we can, you know, stack, you know, tons and tons of pennies on a table and actually show what this looks like in reality to people, people aren't going to understand. More like hundred dollar bills. Yeah. And then, but they're not going to understand. I think maybe we should really talk about you've seen that chart that I, I uh, posted before of what a trillion dollars actually yeah, looks like. Yeah, and that's a really good one. It's a, a person standing there with basically a suitcase full of cash, which I at someday I want to be able, that much of a baller where I can just pay for something with a suitcase full of cash. But that's like a million dollars probably. Right. And then it shows a su- suitcase full of cash, 
stacked, you know, all the way across a pallet, and that's like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, and then and then it and goes on and goes on, and then it basically shows what a trillion dollars looks like, and it's this man is just a little blurb on the map, and it's just pallets and pallets of hundred dollar bills. Right, and you know when we're talking about you know our national debt being eighteen trillion dollars, who in their right mind can actually grasp? how big that really is or how much money that really is. Because, you know, most of us see, you know, a hundred dollar bill. We see our paycheck, you know, maybe see, you know, life insurance payment or whatever. A lot of us haven't seen more than say $20,000 in cash. And so uh, what does a trillion dollars look like? I, I, there is no one person who could tell you exactly what it looks like. And so for the common everyday American, I, for them to be able to figure that out, they don't have any clue. First of all, I don't think the common everyday American really cares. I think they might know that there's a problem, but they're just trying to ignore it. But there is a major problem when the fact that— Once it hits their damn gum pocketbook, then they'll figure it out. But that's not until they actually figure it out. Right. Which are going to be happening here in 2017. I'm just going to call it right now. And we're going to see major premium increases or uh, severe, less uh, severely um, diminished choice, I guess I would say, because there's going to be less carry. <laughs> well, we've been talking about it for the last three years. And when you start raising the deductibles through the roof like they have been for crying out loud, hello, of course you're going to have diminished choice because there ain't anybody who can afford it. So that's why the show's called America's Healthcare Challenge. If you'd like to join the conversation anytime, by the way, I promise the rest of the show will not be this uh, stark. Uh, but, but we wanted to, uh, I guess, sound the alarm. But you um, know what? We're fired up. We are because um, not this segment, but the one after we're going to be playing uh, a fun little uh, game. We found a uh, hashtag <laughs> inside the uh, Beltway that went viral called Health Policy Valentines, and they are a riot. And uh, we're going to share some of those with you. But my main story is up next. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our Facebook page. Just like it at facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge uh, for our recap during the week. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Shama McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. So last week we kind of brought uh, 
got a little aggressive in uh, calling out some of the facts, but um, the reality is uh, at some point we're going to have to fix this mess. And so I thought I'd uh, take a moment to uh, talk about some of the other things that are happening across the world. Uh, what are some of the other countries doing uh, in healthcare? How do they do do things? Do they do it better than us? What can we learn uh, from other countries? And so I found an interesting article on TheGuardian.com, uh, found it on Twitter, uh, and it was about uh, what some of these uh, major industrialized countries do on healthcare. Now we've uh, seen healthcare pretty much be avoided uh, the last election cycle. Uh, there was some conversations in the uh, latest uh, New Hampshire debate. We will share uh, a little bit of that battle royal later in the program. Uh, but uh, I wanted to uh, take a moment to look at some of the other countries, uh, such as France and others, and uh, discuss what uh, they do, what they do good, what they do bad, and um, how they, they handle things. One of the best resources that I've found on this issue is um, – a book written by a, a, a man named T.R. Reed, who was the uh, healthcare reporter for, uh, I think he was the uh, New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. Anyways, I got the chance to meet him once, and I, I encourage you to check out his book because um, he has uh, got an interesting story where he had a shoulder injury and uh, got treated all over the world for the same injury, and it was interesting to see how our treatment uh, approach differed from others. For example, uh, he went there and they, they requ requested uh, or recommended, rather, a, uh, a expensive uh, surgery to fix his problem. He goes to France and they do physical therapy instead, and he documents their systems and, and what happens. And um, I, I wonder um, if we could learn uh, from these, these countries and... The main thing that we need to understand, though, is it's a country like France or any of those others that they that people like to cite is similar to a state in our union. We have 50 different states. Everybody's a little bit different. I think the way forward is going to have to be doing a uh, regional approach. But, Alan, are you looking up uh, some of these things uh, that, that these other countries are doing? Uh, well, right now? yeah, that and plus... Uh you know, if there's another book out that just came out here the last couple, the last month or so, uh, called "The Way Out of Obamacare" by Sally Pipes from the Pacific Research Institute, which I'm currently working on trying to get her to our show. Um, and what I've seen from there is, I think she has a really good, I, you know, really good idea on how to get out of Obamacare. And we're going to talk more about that when we have her on the show here in the next couple weeks. Um, so I don't want to dive into that, but, you know, what I've seen here, uh, say from, I'll use China cause it's a large country, uh, that we tend to, uh, compete with against, you know, they've lost the right to free public health care, uh, after the communist party launched their economic, uh, reform drives. So, uh, you know, even the communist countries can't even pay for it. And so, uh, what they've done is uh, it looks like they uh, are requiring people to pay uh, for uh, the cost of health care. Uh, but 95% of Chinese citizens have some type of medical insurance. Uh, in reality, even those who don't have insurance find it often fails to cover even their bills. Um, so right now, I think there's a large angry 
citizenry in China because as they're trying to move more towards open markets, they aren't being able to take care of their own citizens. Uh, in Ireland, which, you know, Ireland is interesting because they have no real corporate tax uh, base there. Um, they have more nurses than any other rich country, but if you look at the quality of care or their health care spending, it's right in the middle still. Um, France, it, it, interesting, they require their people to uh, pay up front, and then the government reimburses. That's a key mm-hmm. point. Yes. Um, and, and We're basically paying exorbitant premiums because we don't want to do that. We want somebody else to pay for right. it. Right, and in Ireland, they kind of do something very similar to that where uh, you know they're, pay, they're paying for their bills up front. Uh, and public patients who receive treatment in private hospitals are required to pay their own care. So, um, you know, it's something very similar, I think, to Canada, where Canadian health care, they do have public insurance, but they also have private care. And if you, uh, are re- if you do use private insurance, you're required to pay your own way. So uh, I think that, you know, Everybody uh, yeah. talks about Sweden as yeah. a model, which is, okay, as I'm looking at this chart, it's interesting. Uh, they're third uh, by the Commonwealth Fund with a high proportion of doctors, above average health care spending, and relatively low prescription drugs. Hmm. Must just <laughs> let me pontificate for a second on why that is a problem here. Uh, the drug companies, and uh, I'm going to start sounding like Bernie Sanders over here, uh, but he's actually right. Um, th- who is that guy that that bought the uh, Martin Shkreli? What did he do? Like he marked it up. A he marked it up. Uh, was it like seventy five hundred percent and five thousand percent? Yeah, wh- whatever it was. But you know, he was just up in front of Congress and he didn't bother to answer any questions. He claimed the Fifth Amendment or the uh, the Fifth Amendment. Uh, you know, not to incriminate himself uh, before Congress. So. And besides the fact that he's already he's up for fraud, he was arrested on charges of fraud. <laughs> so you know this guy's a real outstanding citizen. But that looks like Not. they have low costing. But that's why I mean that's one area that's growing. And every single person that I'm talking to all week, <sighs> as I'm talking about this issue, people all over the country, uh, the the universal um, consensus is. Drug spending is one of the, and in particular, specialty drugs is one of the most uh, fastest growing well, areas don't, in healthcare spending. And don't overlook what the cost for orphan drugs are, because those are drugs that are very specialized, and the costs for those tend to be much more higher than your normal drugs because of the type of diseases that they're trying to attack with those, and because they're not. Uh, touching very many people, but at the same time, you know, I really do want the AMA's request that pharmaceutical ads be banned from TV because that's ridiculous. I get sick and tired of hearing about how Jubilee will deal with my feet and all these other crazy drugs, and you never can understand anything that they're trying to say about all the different side effects for those crazy drugs that, I mean, is part of the reason why some of these drugs are so exorbitant related to the amount of advertising that they get? It's um more like the fact that uh, they cut a deal with the administration to have an 85 
billion dollar tax and not and call off their dogs and wolves well, yeah. from killing this legislation through their lobbying prowess. And instead, they're just taking that and passing it along to the consumers of the United States of America, which really is not fun or fair, but we're dealing with it right now. And that is one of the things that really stands out to me in this chart. And before we take a timeout, I just do want to identify that as a percentage of the GDP, the United States is the only one that's over 15%, and our GDP is pretty much bigger than every single one of these other countries in the study. Uh, only France and Sweden are over 10%. Everyone else is lower. And so you wonder why um, our economy is sputtering along. I think uh, healthcare might have something to do with it. Hey, when we come back, uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the New Hampshire primaries, uh, analyze that. And have a little bit of fun here on America's Healthcare Challenge, 402-342-1290, if you'd like to join. They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services, including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on the Mighty 1290 Coil, the Mighty 1290Coil.com, and the Mighty 1290 Coil mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Hey, welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope you're doing well. Just in time for uh, probably my least favorite holiday uh, of the year. I don't really, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Valentine's Day, but. I did find a, uh, a a place for a few good laughs this week. Uh, a hashtag within the uh, wonk oh, sphere, I guess you could say, which is um, all of the people that are following uh, healthcare and all the things happening uh, in the uh, policy realm, such as myself. Uh, we're always on Twitter, and uh, a really funny hashtag popped up this week. Uh, hashtag Health Policy Valentines, and if you uh, are one of the uh, folks that uh, gets on Twitter, I encourage you to check it out because it is pretty funny. I uh, 
I, I am pulling it up right now. Let's see what we've got. Uh, here's a first one comes off from a uh, a uh, a member of Congress. Uh, what did he say? If you lo- if you are Obamacare and I'm a Republican, after five years, I still can't think of a way to replace you. Uh, slash tag, hashtag health policy or time. My heart got? skips a beat every time another state expands Medicaid. There you go. That's not too <laughs> Health bad. policy valentines, hashtag. What are some of the other ones we've got over here? Uh, oh, relationship status, it's uh, with healthcare status, it's complicated. Yeah. Pretty true. Or, not too or, bad. I am willing to go out of network for you. I like that one. That is uh, <laughs> very much uh, appropriate for what's happening in the changes in healthcare industry. Uh, combine passion, poetry, politics, and healthcare. What do you get? Health policy valentines. These people are just trying to. Uh, yeah, I have a passion for hashtag Medicaid, but my love for you never wavers. I like this. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. Nice, you sunk that. But how about this one? Uh, <laughs> of all of the fish in the sea, you're the only ICD-10 code for me. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, this comes from at Emma underscore Sando. They said single payer isn't a reality, but this Valentine's dinner, I am once again a single payer. Hmm. Uh, they show the picture of Mr. Scarelli that you talked about. My love for you has grown by 5,000% overnight. Yeah. Uh, it's I, not the size of your network that matters. It's the quality of care that it provides. <laughs> I guarantee you won't repeal and replace my love for you. Between you and me, I don't think consolidation is a problem. <laughs> Does your oh, what does this say? Oh, some now some like these insurance oh, companies. Oh, oh. Try to... Here's one. Uh, there are thousands of Bernie Bros, but you're the only far, uh, the you're the only pharma bro for me, Martin <laughs> Shakrelli. Uh, love, I love you. You love me. Let's meet together at PPE. Oh, jeez. Uh, let's see. What are some of these other ones? I, I guarantee uh, this is going to keep going here through the rest of, of the weekend, but um, <laughs> spread love by me, art heart. Anyways, uh, just enough time for a little bit of fun on this program. Uh, check out the Edie Bellis Twitter page, by by the, by the way, and um, it will give you more things fun like this, but in particular it will give you the latest news on healthcare reform and our blog, Health Reform Explained. Dot com is the latest resource for all of the changes. And actually, we're going to be providing more and more content every week. We've got over 400 radio segments of this program that we're going to start turning into columns, Alan. So uh, I think you should consider making this uh, your one-stop resource for all things health policy because we've got our own newsroom mm-hmm. up in the war room, and uh, we're cranking it out all of the time. Coming up next segment, we're going to take a look at uh, the New Hampshire primary. Uh, had a pretty good smackdown between a couple of candidates on health care, and I uh, wanted to play that for you and share our analysis. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll be right back. Edie Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up to date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. 
Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Sean McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Going to be going to New Hampshire, Alan. Uh, I love the Dean scream. How appropriate uh, for that to be the return. Uh, But there was a major uh, primary there earlier uh, was that this week? Yeah, it was. Yep. And, um, Tuesday. Uh, New Hampshire was definitely feeling the burn, and um, <sighs> yeah, earlier in in the week, uh, the two of them met in a uh, pretty interesting back and forth. And one of the things we wanted to identify was uh, uh, their differences on health care, because a lot of people obviously know where uh, Republicans stand and that they're in favor of a repeal and replace. But where do the Democrats stand on this issue? And this is actually something where. Uh, they have a difference of opinion, so let's listen to their uh, back and forth. The Republicans want to repeal the Affordable Care Act. I want to improve it. I want to build on it, get the cost down, get prescription drug costs down. Senator Sanders wants us to start all over again. This was a major achievement of President Obama, of our country. It is helping people right now. I am not going to wait and have this plunge back into a contentious national debate that has very little chance of succeeding. Let's make the Affordable Care Act work for everybody. Oh, you got what the burn's saying? Oh, Oh, it's sticky. This is a good discussion here. And, And let me just say this, as Secretary Clinton may know, I am on the Health Education Labor Committee. That committee wrote the Affordable Care Act. The idea that I would dismantle health care in America while we're waiting to pass a Medicare for all is just not accurate. The Affordable Care Act has clearly, as Secretary Clinton made, made the point, done a lot of good things. But what it has not done is dealt with the fact that we have 29 million people today who have zero health insurance, we have even more who are underinsured with large deductibles and co-payments, and it's prescription drug prices are off the wall. So I do believe that in the future, not by dismantling what we have here, I helped write that bill, but by moving forward, rallying the American people, right. I do believe we should have health care for all. Hey. So anyways, that's uh, where the two of them stand. It seems like one one is of the opinion that we're going to kind of continue the, down the the road of the Affordable Care Act, which whether or not it's sustainable is still, uh, well, 
Come on, the other, folks, let's, the, let's, let's the be unsustainable care act. Yeah, let's uh, be realistic. It probably isn't, and then the other is for, you know for single payer. But I gotta hand it to Senator Sanders. He is right on on the issues as far as with what we've been talking about. How deductibles? Uh, I think we're all agree and are starting to see this now. It's just a time to. At what point can we have a conversation um, about how to how to fix this? A legitimate, realistic policy issue discussion on how we actually solve this issue without throwing knives and daggers and rocks at each other in the process of trying to have that discussion. And we need sensible people to do that. Not, we can't have any more illogical people with this discussion. And so I would, I would hope that our listeners understand that the only way we change these policies is through a legitimate, serious discussion of these major issues. And not to, we're having our full house moment, you know, where they have the serious mm-hmm. conversation, but, uh, and the, I wish the music was playing, but uh, the reason we have this program <laughs> every week is because we're trying to let people know about what's really happening uh, because if we don't get this, uh, this boat turned around, uh, we're going to be in, 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 in a lot of trouble. Well, and we also, I mean, we can talk about health insurance reform till we're blue in the face, but we also need pharmaceutical uh, health care reform as well because I feel that our pharmaceutical uh, industry is rather broken, as Sanders put it. Uh, and I'm not sure that there's a lot of candidates out there talking about just how insane the cost of pharmaceutical drugs are right now and what we need to do to fix that. All I got to say is there's uh, three drugs ads during the Super Bowl, and obviously we know how much that that's, that um, costs to, to put a spot in there. So my only thing to just throw it out there to put it in perspective, folks, is there must be an awful lot of people out there with a opiate-endorsed uh, constipation uh, because whatever drug that was uh, that they spent <laughs> to, to buy in one minute spot uh, and showing us a chart about h- how that works um, uh, that, that, and you wonder why you know drugs are, are so expensive right now well yeah you need to get the you know I think part of it is you need to look at the regulatory side of how these things come to market you know you also need to look at the advertising and how much the advertisers spend on advertising uh, their drugs. One hundred billion dollars. Oh, thanks for that, Matt. I'm sure they do. I mean, so we need to keep. I mean, those are the things that we need to look at. It was eighty-five billion dollars was the surtax in the Affordable Care Act that went on drug companies, which again that they have gone ahead and 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 passed it along t- to uh, the sign of consumers, but per thousand people i'm told that uh, about 18 percent take a mm-hmm. prescription drug every single day and so as you're a business uh you wonder where your health insurance premiums are going up it's all uh going in that direction and what's sad is these people cut a deal uh them the insurance industry everybody cut a deal with the white house to not kill this legislation and now as a result, American consumers are, are this is just a, 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 a money shifting move. on well, the American. And here's my question. Who the hell didn't set, uh, get a deal from the doctors? Uh, the, well, the, the doctors and the patients are the ones getting screwed by this reform. 
Hell, the unions got a, a bailout on Obamacare. The big banks have gotten a bailout from this. The big insurance companies through the three R's are getting a bailout. And in 2017. Yeah. And if you pass the Cadillac tax, you might as well say we're going to end up having to bail out the, the insurance companies even more. Give me a flipping break. It's how about how about give the American taxpayer a freaking uh, bailout of some kind? Sick of it. That wouldn't happen. So, anyways, hey Jim, stand uh, on the line. We're going to get there. We've got one more line open. If you'd like to uh, join the conversation, uh, just enough time to uh, take a look at the final stories of the week. Uh, still plenty to go on, but one more health policy Valentine that I found, Alan. Uh, my love burns for you so hot that my doctor coded me T3199, uh, which is an ICD-10 code for medical injuries uh, sustained by an alligator. So, Jeez. Yeah. Uh, Kalachi is red. Viagra is blue. Canada needs PharmaCare. Let's make it happen. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. We'll... say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, Just got uh, texted uh, one of my favorite... uh, Actually, my favorite uh, health policy, Valentine Allen. Roses are red, violets are blue. E.D. Bellis means compliance for you. Hey, yeah, absolutely. That's what we do. That's why we're here. So just check out edbellisinc.com for everything that that organization 
can do uh, in their network of very, very, very smart people. Trust me. That's my Trump impression. Trust me. It's going to be huge. They're really huge. smart. Huge. Smart people uh, helping your business, um, especially save money on health care, but also keep the government out of your business. Uh, 402-342-1290 if you'd like to join. We've got Jim on the program. Thank you for your patience. Uh, how are you today? Not bad. How are you guys doing, Sean and pretty, Alan? Pretty, pretty good. Thanks. What's going on? Hey, I just thought uh, I was listening to your show today, and of course, and I kind of listen to what you guys and try to carry what, what you're saying into what, what I, and I might go a little bit of a direction, compared to what I said to you guys last week. Alan just was now talking about the pharmaceutical companies, uh, the pharmaceutical industry being broken, as he put it. Um, that's a good way of putting it, I guess. But what I'm trying to get at is we hear about this uh, uh, report um, repeal and replace. I think you guys pretty much remember what I said last week about the idea that uh, our founders, in a funny way, kind of agreed with a, uh, they were going to deal with a free market society through the history of our country. Now, a lot of people can either agree with that or not. It doesn't make, you know, it, it is what we have put together in our Constitution to a point. And if that's the case, then I would think that. Um, as far as any industry in our country that the free market would deal with it, government has no business being involved in it, as you guys point out many a times. So instead of repeal and replace, how about just repeal and let the consumer decide what they're going to do? Let, you know, as far as what insurance companies that will go, of course, cross state lines. So everybody that talks about the crossing state lines are pretty much correct. But it, there's no legislation that needs to come up. There's no replace. I hear the Republicans even talk about that. <coughs> Why replace? And the last thing I'm going to say, and you guys comment on what I'm saying, but the last thing I'm going to say is to Sean. Sean, you read the whole ACA, right? Yeah. Now, in that process of reading that ACA, you yourself, along with your fellow Americans, did you find that really a lot of strange words to be reading? I mean, was it really kind of, if you have a normal American read it, they would be astonished about what it actually said. They probably wouldn't understand it. Am I correct? Well, yeah, I mean, it's written by legislative council, so you have to okay. understand. Now, can, I, can I say why I asked that question? Sure. I, am not, I will in the future pinpoint where it's at, but uh, one of the Federalist papers that Madison wrote, he talked about legislation, wrote in the legislative branch of our government, and he said clearly that it, it will be written to a point where all Americans will understand what the written word of that legislation is. 230-some years later, that has not happened. They do that for obviously for a reason, so that they can interpret what they wrote to benefit them, not for us to read it and try to interpret it, because we can't with their language. I remember when I worked out on Capitol Hill, uh, Jim and Alan, and it was interesting. Uh, one of the things that people don't realize is there's this uh, really neat service called the Congressional Research Service, and they're in the Library of Congress, and they have some really, really smart people. My favorite service. And they would uh, bring their experts up to translate legislation to the people that advised senators uh, on issues um, just because it's that that hard. So they'd read through a paragraph, and they're like, all right, this is what they're saying. Um well, see, Sean, you're proving exactly what I'm trying to get at. I think you know what I'm talking about. I know. You know? So when is it when we're going to stand up as Americans and say, you know, we're self-governed by representation, not representation ruling over self-government? We're not, that, we're not supposed to be that. That's what we've turned into. These are reasons why we've turned into this. Your show, I pride you guys very much for what you're doing. 
I hope you keep it up. I know you will. You've been doing this for a couple of years at least, not if not three years. So that's all I really have to say. But I will listen to your show every week. I may be calling in every week if you don't mind because I want to point out to our fellow Americans, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Well, spread the word about the program, what we're trying to do. We're doing this as a public service because I think Americans need to, to really know what's going on. And radio is the best way to, to get through to people. So I appreciate you listening to the show, Jim, and for calling. And uh, you'll have to get us that Federalist paper, uh, which number that was, because I'd like to uh, to talk about that on the show. I will definitely do that for you. I think it might be 48 or 56 or even possibly 58, but I will look into that and get pinpointed. But if you want to check those papers out, those probably will be where you look at. And and believe it or not, the Federalist papers are hard to read, too. Don't get me wrong, because they use the words and the language back in the 1700s. So, But it's there. I actually have a Federalist Papers in Common Language book that interprets oh, really? them. Yeah, cool. It's pretty interesting. Well, book. I actually have the Federalist Papers, uh, my own copy. Um, but uh, you know, I may want to keep in touch with you as far as maybe getting the one that you have because, man, I I sit here and read this. It drives me crazy, but I do kind of understand it. But it's a lot to learn. Yeah. Well, Thank that's you. true. Yeah. Thanks for calling. Yeah. One of the things, Alan, and get my political science degree that made us read a couple of the Federalist Papers. I think it's fifty-eight. Yeah. Was one of them and. The thing that they warn about in the Federalist Papers were written by uh, people that were anonymous at the time, but it turned out to be uh, Alexander Hamilton, James Madison, and John Jay, John Jay yep. uh, who wrote them, and they uh, were basically written in uh, into in support of uh, ratifying the Constitution, but they also warned about some of the things uh, to watch out for, and, and one of those things was um, the rising factions uh, and— uh, those factions would basically be self-interest groups, mm-hmm. special interest groups. Right. Um, they warn about how uh, you, you've got to have, uh, you've got to avoid uh, allowing these factions to gain power. And, and wow, just you know, think about that. Almost 270 plus years ago, they were writing these papers, warning of us, warning us about special interest groups and whatnot. Come on, guys, if you research and dive a little deep into some of these great documents that we have here in our country. They're warning us of some of this stuff. Because it happened then. It, it, it happened it's now. happening now. I mean, they, they, they understood human nature, and that's kind of yeah. why it's so interesting, um, our history, that they, they put uh, the country above their own special interests. Totally. Which we need to start electing people that, that can do the same thing. When we come back, you're going to get our final thoughts and uh, maybe one or two more health policy valentines, if you think. Yeah, yeah maybe. You can find a couple more. Yep. Anything else on your mind, Alan? Uh you know, I just want to reiterate the, the position that we've been talking about time and time again. Edie Bellis is here for you, just like this radio show. So if you are in need of assistance in any way, please call Sean or email Sean. We're your canary in the coal mines, my friends, to get that information for you and to figure the compliance issues out that you are in need of. you like being the smartest person in the room? Go to healthreformexplained.com and learn about being a licensed Edie Bellis healthcare consultant. Know enough about Obamacare to be dangerous because you'll be personally trained by me, Sean McGuire. Click healthreformexplained.com. 
Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. And... When there's a bill that ends up on my desk as president, you, the public, will have five days to look online and find out what's in it before I sign it. What was that? What did did, uh, the famous speaker of the (laughs) House say? I forgot what uh, she said, but just like uh, all of the negotiations were going to be on C-SPAN. Well, if if, uh, we got to pass the bill to actually find out what's in the bill, I think is what she was saying. That's one of my favorite ones. Uh, What are you doing? Find out what is in it. I'm telling you, man, this guy. But even more than that, really, five days for the American public to read the bill. I freaking forgot that he made that crazy promise. Oh, wait, did you just make that up? Do you want to football this? I said, said, not me. I didn't forget that. Hey. I swear, man, this guy is so full of himself. I mean, think about this. He also said if you if, if we uh, if you pass this or uh, Nancy Pelosi made that comment, but oh wait, I think he said something about insurance and being able to keep your doctors. If you liked your doctors, you could keep them, or if you liked your insurance, you could keep it. This guy's a load of crap. Dude, do we have a toilet sound to flush too? No, jeez. Why don't you tell us how you really feel, Alan? Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, you got to have some fun sometimes. Uh, we do have to have uh, some fun. Major issue we're going to be watching this week into next is uh, taking a look at some of the uh, cost of uh, the cost is the of uh, specialty drugs. Look at this chart over here. Can you believe how uh, much that? Are you just trying to get me to go crazy and get fired up? Because that chart, holy crap. Somebody. 30% increase in 2014 in the cost of a specialty drug trend by therapy class. That's crazy. I was talking to a person. Hey, who, who can pay that? I mean, these aren't the cheap drugs either. No, these these are, are drugs that are like $1,000 a day. Yeah. So think of, I so mean, if you're thir- talking. $300 a day. $300 a day. I mean. You might as well declare bankruptcy when you get that first bill, folks. No. One of the um, arguments is we should let the government negotiate um, prices uh, with these drugs. <laughs> Th- that is a we're big... Gonna let, we're going to let the government try to do that, too. And that is that is <laughs> a big... No, but they both talk. <laughs> oh, I know they do. Look how screwed up the VA medical system is. Do we want to give them the same... Uh, ability to screw up the private health insurance and private health care industry the same way, give me a break. 
I mean, I like paying $3 for my drugs at the VA, but you know what? Some, somebody has to pay for it. Somebody has to pay for that. And at the end of the day, who's going to pay? We, the American public, are going to have to... We're already paying out the rear end for it. We already are, and uh, it's going to be getting worse. But I brought up that specialty issue because uh, an example is of a municipality, and those that's their biggest concern is they uh, self-insure, and uh, this cost of specialty drugs is, uh, is, is killing them, and th- those people are funded by taxpayer dollars. Yeah. And people don't really understand. Well, and the know, other thing, too, stuff. is don't, uh, the municipalities would still also have to pay the Cadillac tax. Is that not correct? If their policy If their policies cover, considered a Cadillac tax plan. How many people out there know that their municipalities could be paying hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in fines and penalties because their plans are too rich? Yep. And that's another thing to warn about because one of the persons we're helping right now is a municipality in the Midwest. Uh, and uh, I was talking to them and they're, they're out looking to sell land uh, to, to fund their government. And I'm working to uh, help them save save significant amounts of money because um, I think, it, first of all, it's the right thing to do. But it's just ridiculous. Uh, when I heard how much that they were spending on, on health care, I, I almost uh, my jaw hit the floor. Well, and when you told me, my I about fell out of my seat. How expensive that was! I don't know how that could be, but anyways, that is all for this week. Uh, Alan, thank you so much for your time. Any thank final you. Uh, words of wisdom? You know, again, if you want change in this country, the right type of change, find the right type of leaders, or even yourself. If you believe in something strong enough, you get out there and you make a difference. You run for office. You talk about the change. And you come to us, and we'll help you be informed to be able to talk about the change you want in this country. Because change has obviously come to America. So we'll be here next week uh, on top of all of these issues, keeping you informed. In the meantime, check out, again, our Facebook page, .com slash America's Healthcare Challenge, where you're going to start seeing more and more of our SoundCloud segments very soon. Miss Ingram Hannity Levin. Weekdays on the Mighty 1290 KOIL Omaha. From ABC News, I'm Daria Albinger. It's winter, but what much of the nation is feeling today is more than cold. It's